Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Freedom for all mankind, that is what this show is about. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, January 15th, 2012, and we have a great show lined up for you here today. Going to be continuing our ongoing discussion of solutions-oriented approaches. Solution-oriented approaches regarding the problems of human consciousness. And today on the show, we're going to be discussing our second practical grassroots solution that anyone can employ in their own life. Today we will be talking about changing the quality of our attention, the mental food that we take into our mind, which is just as important, arguably more important even than the uh, physical substances which we take into our body on a daily basis. We have to really monitor and know what it is that we are taking into ourselves through information and media. So that's coming up on the show in a little bit. I'll also be taking calls in the second hour. The call-in number, 866-841-1065. Once again, 866-841-1065. You can call and get in the queue, and we'll be taking calls, like I just said, in the second hour of the show today. I do have a couple of really quick event announcements. The first is the free documentary screening and discussion evening that Truth, Freedom, Prosperity, an activist group here in Philadelphia holds at the on the last Wednesday of every month is coming up January 25th, 2012 at 7.15 p.m. at Media Bureau Studios here in Philadelphia. That's in the Northern Liberties section of the city on the corner of 4th and Brown, 725 North 4th Street. This month, we'll be showing the film about human psychopathy and people taking SSRI drugs to numb out their emotions. It's a a dual-edged film, partly about psychopathy, partly about the dangers of antidepressant uh, pharmaceuticals. It's called I Am Fishhead. 
I am Fishhead. Again, as I said last week, a very strange name, but if you check out this great documentary, you'll understand why it is named that way. The second event announcement is that I will be appearing on the Bob Tuscan Show this this coming week. It will be Wednesday, January 18th at 8 p.m. Bob Tuscan, another great uh, radio show host here on the Oracle Network. His show is live every weeknight from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'll be on with Bob this Wednesday, January 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern. You won't want to miss that. Well... We're coming up to the first break, so we'll see everyone on the other side. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The topic today, as part of our ongoing discussion of solution-oriented approaches, or what I have called the way out, is going to be changing the quality of our attention. And really understanding what that means and what it will take to truly do that. So if you'll go to my website on the radio show page of the website, underneath the player, as usual, there are some images for the show today. These are slides that I prepare that go along with the concepts and ideas that we'll be discussing. There's 13 images up there for today's show. You can click them and get a small slideshow presented with a small slideshow with those images. So image number one, again, simply is uh, the slide for the, the section of this uh, radio show presentation that I simply entitled The Way Out, which is all about solutions. Image number two is a recap of the 10 overarching solutions that I have proposed that we actually undertake in order to change consciousness here on the earth. So um, we'll be talking about these one at a time, probably one or more shows dedicated to each one of these. I've done three shows on worldview healing, and today will be the first show on the change of our quality of, a, of attention. The other solutions listed, of course, developing true present moment awareness, which will be coming up very soon, changing our diet because what we take into our body physically goes absolutely hand in hand with the mental food that we take in, as I've already said. These are kind of twin solutions, if you will. They go uh, hand in hand with each other. They complement each other. You cannot really decide you're just going to change your diet and not really do anything about the type of information that you take in because these are all simply forms of energy and vibration that we are taking into ourselves. So change, wanting to make your physical health better is not going to go as far as it will if you also change the quality of your attention. And that's why I'm doing changing the quality of your attention first before we even look at changing your diet because really getting your head right 
is even more important than getting your body right. As critical as getting your body right is and how that goes hand in hand with the mind, if we don't understand what we should be pay, paying attention to, again, as we talked about on past shows, attention is a form of spiritual currency. That's why we say pay attention. What will we be spending our time looking into? This will largely determine our worldview. It will largely determine how we view ourselves and others. And it will also largely determine how we act in the world toward ourselves and each other. It will largely determine our behavior based that, that is based upon what we have taken in as mental food. So uh, changing diet will be coming up, detaching from the monetary system to the extent that it, it is within our possibility to do so. The non-support of those who support the dominator culture. Okay, the non-support of dominators, the people who are uh, with their very actions, with their body that they have sold to the state, ushering in the dark new world order. And how we can basically combat um, the actual view of that as something that is in some way necessary or in some way something that we should be respectful of. Okay, so we'll be looking at how to go about showing people that we should not be supporting these dominators, people who think that control is something that uh, needs to be in place in the world in any form other than self-control. Okay, so uh, we'll also be looking at mindfulness and methodologies of meditation. We'll be looking at using entheogens, what is traditionally known as psychedelics, in a conscious context. The power of positive thinking trying to stay positive through dark times. And then we'll be looking at the responsibility that goes hand in hand with knowledge. And that's putting that knowledge back out there into the world. Even though you've taken it in and you may know that's not the end of the journey, that's the beginning of it. Putting it out there into the world for others to help awaken them is part of the responsibility that comes hand in hand with having awoken yourself. So with that having been said, let's jump into the topic for today, which is uh, presented here on slide number three, changing the quality of our attention. And there is sort of a tongue-in-cheek uh, image there about where most people in the world happen to be, particularly in Western society. You see the typical couch potato lying back in a recliner with the beer in hand and the television remote control. This is unfortunately where the quality of our attention uh, as a people, as a whole, still lies largely. And that's a very sad thing, but it's something that could be changed. It is not something that has to be that way. This is a choice. This is something that we can change through an act of our personal will. Willpower and care plays a huge role in this aspect of change. It plays a huge role in this aspect of the total solution. So changing the quality of our attention is one of the mechanisms. It is one of the methodologies that can actively be employed by us and we have almost total control over it. Now, we can talk about sources of information and how that could be in some ways 
limited if you're only paying attention to mainstream media, of course. But if you broaden your horizons from that and you go into other forms of media, there is so much information out there from such an eclectic variety of sources that it is almost entirely within your control what and who you pay attention to. And before we go any further with that, let me just tell you that one of the very first things that is talked about in the occult when you are initiated into a specific occult uh, tradition or school, one of the very first things that they will get into is where does the information you are going to be paying attention to come from? Who do you listen to? is one of the first things talked about and discussed, okay? They know this. They know that the quality of your attention has everything to do with how you're going to behave, what you're actually going to do in life. And this is both light and dark schools of occultism. It is not limited to just a particular school of the occult or a particular mystery school branch, Okay, This is all forms of occultism. Even in the dark occult, it is one of the things that was talked about and discussed primarily is where is the information you're going to be pay paying attention to coming from, what, are the, um, what is the overall picture that you're going to get as a result of taking that information into yourself as part of your mental diet. Okay, So that's number one. Who do you pay attention to? We'll be talking about some of the poison information stream, as I like to call it, versus getting onto a healthy, pure stream of information. Okay, that's coming up. We'll be right back after these messages, folks. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today on the show, we're discussing changing the quality of our attention. Attention, as we've already said, is a form of spiritual currency. When we pay it, we get something in return. And what we get in return for the attention that we pay, depending on what we are paying it to and to whom we are paying it to, we will receive a certain form of change, okay? So this is, these are all monetary terms, okay? We pay attention, we get change in return, okay? What kind of change that will be will be directly related to what or who we paid attention to and incorporated into ourselves and thus changed as a result, so you could understand how imperative it is that we get our mind out of the muck, so to speak, that we get our mind away from the poisonous information stream that is out there and it is ever present and ever flowing. Okay, we're going to be talking about how important it is to get off of that poison information stream and onto clean, pure quality of information, or in other words, truth. People who are telling us things that we can actually employ in order to change for the better in the ways that we say we want to change for our betterment, okay, for our prosperity, 
in ways that truly promote harmony and peace and prosperity in our lives and in our world. So if you're following along with the slides, image number four has all of the mainstream media propaganda companies listed on it. And uh, essentially, we looked at in the um, uh, control over mass media section many, many uh, weeks ago, months back even, um, we saw that these media corporations have basically been completely owned by only a handful of companies for the past 50 or more years. And uh, I think the number was about six companies. We looked into who those owners were. There's even a, a document on the, on the website in that section previously when we looked at mass media, uh, mainstream media, that shows you who these uh, owner conglomerate corporations are. And uh, I'm not even sure if it's even that high now. It might be five companies own it all. But it's it's an ever-decreasing number of companies that get to decide what the vast majority of people see and hear on a daily basis, and they're ever-centralizing their control over the information. So if you're getting your information from many of these mainstream corporate-owned sources, you can bet it is completely biased. It says nothing negative about the people who own and control uh, them from a, a financial and monetary perspective, okay? So you're not going to hear anything bad about the government, the military, the pharmaceutical companies, the oil industries. These are the people who actually own mainstream media. So they're not going to allow on their networks and in their papers any negative information about that. Therefore, you're getting a, a skewed perspective. You're not getting all of the data that is required to make informed, thoughtful decisions that is based on a total picture. You're only going to get parts and pieces of the, of the picture, and even those will be slanted and spun in the ways that the financiers of these media corporations want you to think about it, and they, the way that they want you to perceive it. So when we look into mainstream media, we see that not only are they steering perception, is it pure perception management, but it is also directly related to worldview poisoning. Okay, we just came off a three-week uh, look into how to heal a damaged or poisoned worldview in the worldview healing section of the solutions of the way out. Okay, but if you're looking at slide number five now, mainstream media always attempts in acting as the gatekeepers for the, um, the, the true wider perspective that we could gain if we go outside of them, okay? They're always trying to keep us in the box, in the box thinking. They want us to think of the world as perpetually dangerous. Stories about death, you know, the whole idea of if it bleeds, it leads are going to be highlighted. Anything that promotes human nature in a negative way because they are trying to control your worldview. They're trying to get you to think negatively and most of all, to think fearfully, to keep you in a vibratory state of consciousness governed by fear, which is the dark force, the dark polarity that leads to wanting to control and then 
ultimately leads to the extermination of freedom and chaos in society, which is where we're rapidly headed if we don't change that worldview by getting off of this poison, okay? They'll, they'll always highlight anything that emphasizes how much they say you need the state, okay? Anything that, you know, if, if people are in some sort of chaotic or disorderly form at any given time, Okay, they'll always talk about the role that authority needs to play to make that right. They're always teaching poisoned worldview, the worship of authority, that control is good and necessary. Okay, and this is all ultimately about one overarching way of seeing the world, and that is in a state of separation. That's the main thing to keep in mind when it comes to the mainstream media. They are trying to focus on keeping your worldview in a state of poisoned poisoned aspects of looking at ourselves and others. But most of all, they're trying to keep people in a state of separation, constantly battling against each other. Because in that way, they act as a sort of... A, a steering committee. They act as sort of a um, uh, a sheepdog for the globalist controllers, the occult elite, okay, who are trying to control people. They know that unless they constantly spout prop- fear-based propaganda at them, okay, their worldview would change for the better. So they have to keep people on this poisonous way of looking at the world. Okay, in a state of separation, that's the main thing to keep in mind. And if you do that and you stay in that level of fear, you're always, always going to be easier for a manipulator to manipulate and control. Because that state of consciousness makes someone conducive to manipulation. It makes someone conducive to control through fear. All right. So image number five shows that. That the media is always going to highlight crime stories. If it bleeds, it leads journalism. Okay. Always talking about that, you know, the state must control people, bow down and worship authority. Okay. Never question authority. The authorities are your friends, the quote authorities. Okay. And it's always going to highlight fear, fear of the unknown, fear of natural disasters. You'll see floods, fires, earthquakes, and they'll harp on these stories forever. Okay, to keep people in that panic mode, in that fight or flight modality of consciousness. So, I want to read a brief quote by the artist and philosopher Ian Williams Goddard, who I'm going to read another quote from uh, later in the show. He said regarding the media, the road to human freedom questions authority. The road to serfdom obeys authority without question. Dropping any pretense of independent investigation, the major media obey and relay the word of governmental authorities without question. The road that the major media would lead us upon is quite clear. It is the road to serfdom. With that... We'll be right back after these words. Don't go anywhere. More on the change of quality of attention coming up.
Welcome back, everyone. I'm Mark Passio, and this is What on Earth is Happening. We're talking today about the change in our quality of attention as one of the solution-oriented approaches that we can employ actively through an act of our own will in order to create positive, empowering change in our world. We were looking at image number five on the What on Earth is Happening radio show page underneath the player images for today's show. We were talking about all of the ways that mainstream media negatively influences the human consciousness. It paints an incomplete picture which lacks unity. And this is, of course, done because they are corporate-owned. It promotes ego identification through constantly highlighting separation. This ultimately creates a scattered, schizophrenic worldview driven by fear. And of course, the mainstream media is constantly teaching people to obey authority, the externalization of authority, never looking at yourself as a sovereign being in control of yourself, your own thoughts, your own emotions, and your own actions. Okay? I read a quote by Ian Goddard that the road to human freedom questions authority. The road to serfdom obeys authority without question. Dropping any pretense of independent investigation, the mainstream media obey and relay the, world, the word of governmental authorities without question. The road the major media would lead us upon is quite clear. It is the road to serfdom, to enslavement. So we have to disconnect from this poison stream because if it's not one that is highlighting all of the fear and all of the separation, as we see in slide number six, they're going to feed you mindless forms of amusement and, and entertainment. Just pure nonsense that is completely unimportant. Okay, if you like sports and you enjoy being an athlete, wonderful. I'm not completely saying uh, that sports are evil in any way. Okay, I'm, not, I'm also not saying don't enjoy a movie every now and again. Yes, it's a form of art. And allegorical movies, allegorical fictions can be wonderful ways of looking into the world, seeing how um, art imitates life. So um, my point here is that they are going to highlight all of the trivial aspects of amusement, entertainment, celebrity, sports, gossip, etc., and this is done for a reason. It is to keep the mind entertained, to keep us amused. There's a reason for that. We need to really look no further than these words that I've just used. You know, I constantly talk about the power in language and the meanings of words. I mean, just look at the word amusement. The word amusement if we break it down into its constituent elements and then do an etymology on it, it's amazing what you'll find. A, in Latin, is a prefix that means away from or the negation of. 
right? Muse comes from museo, which means to think. And then mens meant, mentis, meant, the mind, from where we get the word mental from. So it's to take the mind away from thinking. That's exactly what the word amusement means. The word entertainment, the etymology of the word entertainment, people would be fascinated to understand that. Inter in Latin means during or while. Tain is derived from teneo tenere, which means to hold or to keep. And then mens, mentis again, mente, mind. So it is to hold the mind during or while something is taking place. Well, they're holding your mind. That's what entertainment is about. They're holding your mind while something else is going on. And that something else is not for your betterment, I can assure you. We need to get our mind away from wanting to constantly be amused and entertained because these are holding it in states of not thinking, not critically thinking for ourselves about the events that are taking place all around us or even more fundamentally than that about what's really going on inside of each one of us, paying attention to what's taking place within the psyche, within the self. So, if we're going to really heal the quality of our attention, fundamentally shift it and change it, we have to get out of the uh, wanting to be a little baby constantly eating candy, you know, constantly being entertained and amused. It's about growing up. It's about emotionally becoming a true emotional adult and wanting to look at the truth, developing a desire to know not to have ill-formed opinions, but to eclectically take in information from a wide variety of sources, filter it, analyze it, and understand it so then it can be truly employed and used for the betterment of humanity. So that's all I'll say about the media focusing on forms of entertainment, amusement, celebrity worship, etc. It's all just there to hold the mind in thrall. Because that's ultimately what this all comes down to, as we see in images number seven and eight. You know, it's about holding the mind in a state of fear and depression, of hypnosis, okay? Because that's what the media does. It's a bombardment of information to keep you underneath the rubble, so to speak, okay? It's a barrage, and you just look at the word hypnosis. You know, I wasn't really even planning on talking about that derivation, but it, it comes to mind. I mean, you see these images here are all about basically putting somebody in a, in a trance, in a, in a state of thrall, in a hypnotic trance, so to speak. The word hypnosis, hip in Latin or hypo means under, and gnosis is knowledge or information, Okay. So it's burying somebody under information. Now, th that could be positive or negative. Hypnosis is not just something that's, that's negative. You could do powerful forms of positive hypnosis as well, putting someone under, under the information that they need for a time. 
you know, basically getting them to go under into the subconscious mind and learn the information that is there. That's also what hypnosis is. But they're using it to influence the mind for the negative, to keep people in a state of trance. So that's what image seven and eight highlights. Keep people in fear. They're easier to control. Tell them to buy all the products that are no good for them. Get them to identify with wanting those things because they're incomplete without them. And ultimately, it's all about, as we see in image eight, I blew up the uh, slide there on the uh, bottom left of image seven, showing what they're really trying to do is get people to just bow down, worship the authorities, act like a good sheep that is easily herded by the sheepdog because that is the role that the mainstream media plays. And let me tell you something, folks. If you think these people aren't doing this knowingly, some of them, yeah, they're just, you know, go along to get along and they just want a paycheck and they just like the lights and glamour of, of it. And some of them get off on this little mini God complex of we can shape reality in the minds of other people. But let me tell you something. A lot of these people actively know what's going on. They want the perpetuation of all of these wars because somehow they're connected to that money. They want a perpetuation of control because they worship the state. It's their God. Authority is their religion. And of course, money is their ultimate religion. And they're doing it in full knowledge of what they're doing. Licking their master's hand and getting other people to blindly accept what they know to be utter nonsense and bunk. But they'll do it anyway because that's their meal ticket, that's their gravy train. They've gotten used to living a certain lifestyle and some part of them gets off on it. They love that they're acting as a form of uh, a controller themselves. And as long as they can get that little petty power trip, that's the only thing they derive any pleasure or enjoyment from in their lives because ultimately the people who work as part of these major institutions known as the media as we talked about on the show last time, have no true self-respect and they have no true self-love. Ultimately, they hate themselves. And that's the hard truth that they don't want to accept. They look into the mirror and they see something they don't like ultimately. That's the only reason anyone would continue to help the mind controllers of this world and do their bidding. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. The Oracle... Okay, everyone, we're back. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. I'm going to be getting to the real meat of the matter of changing the quality of our attention now and why this is so critically important. We looked at the first eight slides on the radio show page of whatonearthishappening.com, and now really the centerpiece for this uh radio show here today is slide number nine. I'm going to focus on this slide for a bit because it's so important to really take this in and understand it. The slide is titled, How Our Quality of Attention Affects Our World. What I'm ultimately going to be showing people through this slide is how through our choices, 
we are creating a quantum effect upon the manifested reality in which we live. Okay, that's what's, th this is another expression of the basic law of attraction. That how we think and then ultimately what we do is going to manifest the experience that we must collectively share at a macrocosmic level. Okay, this is how the collapse of a wave function works. Quantum means amount, how much of something there is. And the very small, the, ma the microcosmic or quantum level, the individuated choices that we make regarding our consciousness and the quality of our attention, what we pay attention to, what we take into ourselves, these tiny choices that, that we do every single day, every moment of every day, ultimately build up and then they create a macrocosmic manifestation, which is ultimately the experience that we then must live with. So this slide shows you two large information pools or streams. And you can look at these as infinitely large. There's, a, there's an infinite amount of positive, empowering information based upon truth, based upon principles, based upon natural law, morality, etc. It's out there, believe me. And it's practically infinite. No one person could take it all in within a lifetime. You could get bits of that picture. You could take in a good amount of it, but you're not going to drink it all in. It would take thousands of lifetimes, millions probably. Okay? The same could be said for the negative. It's just as infinite. It's just as deep. It's just as widespread. And believe me, we all know that that's out there every day. It never rests. It's bombarding us constantly to try to hold our worldview back, to try to keep us in the box, to try to keep us in slave think, okay? To try to keep us identified with ego in a state of separation and ego identification. So I call these two streams, these two pools of information, these information reservoirs. The positive is the pure information stream, that's where we can go to get truth. That's where we can go to assemble bits and pieces of the puzzle that is life. That has the, the puzzle that life has become on our planet. Life doesn't have to be a puzzle, but it certainly has become that way here. Okay? So we can go to that pure information stream and drink from it. And take into ourselves information and principles that can do no harm when we put them back out into the world. That's what that stream represents. Conversely, on the opposite side of the image, you see the poisoned information stream, the one that promotes this dark, negative, poisonous worldview based in separation and ego and authority and, and scarcity and fear. You name it, anything negative. Ultimately, if we continue to drink from that muddied 
poisonous water, we're going to become sick. We're going to develop a poisoned worldview ourselves. We're taking that information into ourselves. And all information is, as I've said many, many times, is energy. We're made of energy. We're made of information. Everything is made of information. Everything is made of energy. So ultimately, it's not too difficult to realize that we're all open in some form or another. We have valves that open us up because we are a, the body is a receiver transmitter of information. Specifically, the brain and the heart really are receiver transmitters of information. We're always open to both of these streams. We don't have to be open to one or the other. We can close one or the other down, but it's all, all of the, that information is ultimately available to us if we want it. Okay, it's like a radio, right, or a television. All of the radio frequencies that are available in a certain area are always around us. It's not like, you know, uh, uh, for example, in Philadelphia, a radio station here is 93.3 FM, okay? That radio station, the waves that, that carry the information of that radio frequency are in this room where I'm at right now, okay? I would need a receiver called a radio and tune it to the dial at that frequency in order to be, pick up that incoming information, but it's always here. So you have to be attenuated or attuned to the frequency that certain information is being broadcast to you on in order to receive it, to pick it up, and to ultimately carry it, okay, to move that information to other people. This is what receptivity is all about. In certain occult schools, they may call this teachability index or receptivity index. How open are you to certain information? And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, there are a lot of people out there who are hardly at all receptive to the message of truth. They're trapped in their head, not wanting to admit that they've been duped or lied to by people that they consider authorities, by people that they consider experts, by people that they consider out for their interests, by people who they've traditionally considered that they rely upon them. They rely that they're being told the truth by them. It's a very, very, very naive and childish outlook of the world. It's the worldview, really, of someone who hasn't emotionally grown up because they don't want to accept that the information stream that is called the mainstream media has been poisoned, that it has been overtaken, that it has been bought and sold. They don't want to admit that dark truth. See, another part of people's 
not wanting people not wanting to be receptive comes from this idea that the people who are trying to tell them things that are currently taking place that may happen to be unpleasant okay they look at that as negative the whole uh I don't want to hear anything negative or focus on anything that's going on that may be uncomfortable or negative because that's going to bring more negativity. No, it's not, ladies and gentlemen. That's not how it works. If you think that's how the law of attraction works, you yourself have been duped by charlatans. Awareness is never negative. Now, if you're going to sit there and dwell on the fact that the world currently does happen to be in this condition in this hor hor horrific condition all day long 24 hours a day and never do anything about it then it be it'll become negative yeah we're not talking about dwelling in it and writhing in the negativity we're talking about admitting it meaning yes taking it in admission okay that's what it's all about admission means you enter you go in okay we have to admit that it's going on and then work to change it because we've become aware of what is actually taking place by looking at the negative. I'm going to continue with this metaphor of how our quality of attention affects our worldview on the other side. We'll be hey right guys, back. It's Chris Geo of Truth Frequency Radio. All right, everyone, we're back on What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Talking today about the change in the quality of our attention and what that can do for the world as a whole. We were on slide number nine. I'm going to set that aside just for now. This is a short segment, so we have a couple of callers on the line. Let's try to take a call right now, and then I'll get back into that slide and break it down some more uh, in the next segment. So here we go. Caller from the 214 area code, you're live on what on earth is happening. What do you have for us today? Hello, caller, are you there? Going once going twice okay looks like they got disconnected or decided not to uh, go through with it so let's here's another caller here we go caller hello you're live on what on earth is happening hello can you hear me yes I can uh, hi it's uh, Alex from Serbia hey how are you oh I'm good I'm uh, <laughs> Very good, I can say, luckily. How are you? Doing well. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm listening to your show very, very often and uh, on the archives. Good, good stuff. Some real, real good uh, information I that you're bringing. And in all of this show, you know, you have so many information you just have to see for yourself what yes. you can feel, what you can see that's working for you, you know, it's so many information people take, think that some other people are, yeah, Cointelpro, whatever, because they have some information that you don't agree with. Right. I don't agree with a lot of information, even what you say, but sure. it doesn't matter that we all have to figure it out what's real right. and what's not real, you that's know. That's right. 
But there is one thing, one special thing that I, I don't get, you know, in all of these things. Everybody's saying how we have to find some some oneness or whatever. We have to come with each other and feel this earth and cooperate with the earth, not destroy it. But I, I'm, I'm a vegetarian for like, I'm 32 years old, but I'm a vegetarian for like 25 years yes. in my life. And uh, when I think in my life, uh, uh, the one thing we all want, uh, we have to mention the, peop- uh, the, the term we evolve. We have to evolve, all of us. Uh, uh, people don't mention that so much, but we cannot evolve as long as we eat animals. Because eating animals is not only thing of eating hormones, antibiotics, and all other crap that they're putting in these animals. But there is a spiritual level where we eat their souls, we eat their pain, we eat their aggression, we eat everything what they <laughs> let loose when we kill them. For, for, for what? For later shit them out of our asses. I'm sorry if I'm... That's okay. Uh, saying... Yeah, you know, and people don't mention that. Uh, I really, you know, uh, when I talk to the people, the, the animal lovers, I call them hypocrites, and I tell them I don't like animals. Then they see, look at me in my eyes, they say, oh, you don't love animals? Sure. I, say, I, I say, yeah, I hate animals. I say, when I see a dog or a cat, I give them a kick in their asses. I say, oh, no, but it's not good. Say, yeah, but you love animals. You have 10, 10 cats and 10 dogs and a chicken on your plate. Right. You get me? Sir, I'm in total agreement with you, as a matter of fact. Uh, I know that'll be hard for a lot of people to hear, but um, um, I think what you're saying is actually very accurate. It's the truth. I I feel that what we do to another living being, to uh, any other living species, will ultimately be done to us in turn. I think it's part of the suffering we've inflicted upon the animal kingdom is why we're in the situation we're in. I appreciate the call, sir. Thanks so much. I hear hear the music. Could I I stay? Yeah, I'll bring you back. I'll bring you back. I hear the music. Stay with us. I'll bring you back. I wait. Okay, thanks. We'll be right back. We're back. This is what on earth is happening. Before this last this last break, I was on the line with a good caller from Serbia. Alex. Hi, is, hi, Mark. How are you? Yes, yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. You can continue. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to make make a point. You know, it's all about the evolution, how we evolve with this earth that we are living on, how we treat animals, even insects around us, the ants, the flies, whatever is around us, plants. And uh, the biggest problem is because it's all about evolution, how we treat the earth, and nobody is mentioning one important thing. Because look how we feed up, uh, how how we let our kids grow up. We learn our kids to love animals, to love the dog, to love a cat, to love a lion or whatever. But at the same time, we learn them that it's not bad to eat the chicken on the plate or a piece of pork or a piece of whatever. Or for that, that animal that, that, that's pain, that's, that's real pain. 
but we we create some kind of double morality you know right. we, we we teach them to love the animals and we teach them to that's not bad to kill animals it's not it, it, i mean if we have to survive you know and you have to kill the animal that's a different thing like the indians did and right. africans did but but what we're doing uh, is simply madness as long we we think about freedom and we think about against new world order or whatever but as long we think uh, for the positive but we don't start changing ourselves stop that this is the crucial thing of our involvement we cannot evolve if we eat meat that's that's the only truth i feel in myself the rest illuminati or whatever pineal glands chakras i don't know about that but this is thing i feel real deeply in myself if we as a human species want to evolve we have to stop eating meat and start respecting the animals because they are more spiritual beings than we are. We have the mind, we can think, but they are more connected to the earth as we are, and we have to respect that. You Alex, know what I mean? Can you understand? Alex, I'm in total agreement with you. I want to thank you for bringing up that point. And to tell you the truth, that is why I became a vegetarian. I didn't become a vegetarian for dietary reasons. I became a vegetarian because I wanted to respect all consciousness and alleviate the suffering of all beings, not just human beings. Uh, there's a phenomenal movie out there, if a phenomenal documentary. I've talked about it before on this show. If people could have the constitution to make their way through this entire movie, I think it will change some of their perspectives on uh, what we do to animals. It's called Earthlings. Earthlings. Okay? And if you watch that movie, I guarantee you, you're going to think differently about the entire meat diet. And I know that's going to upset a lot of people, and that's fine. You know, just, uh, you know, um, I, I, what Alex just said resonates with me. You know, I, I looked back, let's say about seven years ago, before I became a vegetarian. I've, I've been a vegetarian since about 2000 and uh, five, well, 2006. Okay. So I've been a vegetarian for about six years now. Yeah. About late 2006, I, I think it was, or mid 2006. So about six years. Okay. And before I, when I knew what was really going on in the world, okay, I started to reach this understanding that Alex is talking about that if we're going to alleviate suffering here it can't even just be about human suffering it's got to be about suffering period okay suffering for all beings so I was sitting there thinking about what I knew I happen to know at the time and sitting there thinking how am I in any kind of unity consciousness when I'm eating meat knowing that I'm contributing to the suffering of other beings wanting to be free and I said to myself, eventually, eventually, if, if I want to evolve past this state where I'm at and go to a higher realm of understanding and knowledge and go to a higher realm of being able to really truly alleviate suffering and solve these kinds of problems, I knew in my being that I would have had to become a vegetarian. I was going to have to at least stop eating meat, okay? And the thought seemed impossible at the time. It was like, how am I ever going to do that? Th th is that even possible? That was my thought. 
it was so over the thought was so overwhelming to me that I was like, how am I even having this thought? Because I, I can't even imagine that I could ever possibly do that. And you know what happened? Once the desire, once that seed of desire was planted, and I knew why I wanted to do that, okay? And again, I wasn't planning on talking about this. It just happens that, you know, we go with the flow. The caller called in. That's what he wanted to talk about, you know, no taboo topics. And again, I, as I've said, this topic will probably make some people offended or upset, you know? But whatever, I'm going to speak the truth as I understand it. When I, after I planted that seed of desire in myself to want to do that, when I started, I said, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start weaning off of meat. We'll start, I'll start with red meat, then move my way to white meat, etc. And I'll wean off of it. Well, during that weaning process, it seemed like it was so easy. I just said, well, I'm going to just try not eat, not, you know, eating it and just doing it and just, you know, being a vegetarian and just not eating meat at all. And I just stopped suddenly one day after beginning this slow wean and I never looked back and I've never eaten meat since that day. So it, it was so easy. The process was became so easy in the physical body because I had already mentally and psychologically planted that seed of desire that I knew why I wanted to do that. I knew that there was a deep seated spiritual reality, a deep seated spiritual underlying reason why that desire was present. And that's what made it so easy for me. Now, maybe other people might struggle with it and ha would have to apply a greater amount of willpower to do that. But to me, it was one of the easiest things that I've done. Stopping eating high, high volumes of sugar was much more difficult to, uh, for me to, to conquer than uh, making the, the shift from being a, an omnivore to a vegetarian ever was. So, uh, great call. Uh, I appreciate uh, what you've said there. So, uh, we'll take some other calls uh, um, uh, in the next segment. I want to go back to the chart and talk about this in uh, the remainder of this segment and the beginning of the next, of how our quality of, of attention affects the world at large that we live in. So, we saw these two information streams, one that was pure, that had truth within it, that had powerful, empowering information, and the other that was poison, that was based on separation, uh, and it was based on uh, the inversion of truths, uh, falsehoods coming through the mainstream media, etc. What we have to understand, first and foremost, is that no information is inherently positive or negative. It's just information, okay? We can't label it and say, that's that's... Um, negative to look at that okay we have to be aware as I've already said it, awareness involves admitting information even if it's unpleasant even if we're not comfortable with it we have to employ our will to take it into ourselves and know that it's there that's different than being obsessed with it that's different than revel uh, dwelling on it okay writhing in it okay but awareness is what is needed and it's not negative you know, if there's a storm coming, getting prepared for that storm that you know is coming is not negative. It's admitting that which is and then doing something about it. We'll pick this up on the other side. We'll be right you know back. the Constitution. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Oracle Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're talking about 
the change in the quality of our attention, what do we pay attention to? What do we become like as a result of what we pay attention to? How does that then affect our behavior and then subsequently affect the world at large? Well, we're looking at image number nine, slide number nine on the What on Earth is Happening radio show page or with the podcast. If you're listening via the podcast, this would be show number 91. Um, Image number nine shows how our quality of attention affects the world. Okay, These two reservoirs of information, the pure, untainted information stream and then the poisoned information stream that we get from the mainstream media and other uh, negative sources. And when I say negative, I don't mean what we've already talked about as negative information as something that's unpleasant. I'm talking about people who are deliberately uh, promoting a worldview of separation, deliberately teaching falsehoods to people as truths, okay? So we're all like in this image, these buckets of, of water, okay? These containers, these vessels for information. The flow of information is coming into us as receivers for that information. Vessels, containers that we become full with that information and then we outlet that information to the world based on what we have taken in. So I've labeled input at the top of the bucket and output at the bottom of the bucket. Just imagine that there's like a little um, uh, valve, two little valves or faucets on the bucket, just like uh, you would see on a sink. Okay. One, if you turned it on and let information from uh, one of the reservoirs uh, into that bucket would fill the bucket with pure information or truth. If you turn the other valve on, it would bring sludge and sewage and pure slime and muck into the bucket from the poisoned information stream. Now, most of us are, are a, a combination of these two forms of information. Some people have some truth. Some people buy into some of the nonsense and lies. Some people have fed themselves a continuous diet of poison mentally from pretty much the day that they were born. It's been fed to them and then they've continued to feed it to themselves even after they had a choice to turn that poison tap off. Well, we are all these individuated units of consciousness at work in the world, okay? The quantum, okay? The packet, the amount, the monad of consciousness, some traditions call this, okay? What we then contribute to the world is a result, is a direct result of what we have taken into ourselves. So the output line shows that This flow of information then goes into the pool that we all share. We're all swimming in that one pool. That's the world representatively. Okay. And therefore we're all contributing that to that pool of information that is the world. That is the manifested reality in which we live. 
that has become that way as a direct result of what we paid attention to and therefore what we output. It's just like a computer. If you put good programs into it, it can do amazing things. And when you output something, the output will be amazing. Okay? The output will be absolutely breathtaking and stunning. Okay? If you input garbage into it, then your output is also going to be garbage. So there's no way you can make that swimming pool nice and crystal clear and pure, full with pure water, if you are maintaining a connection to that poisoned worldview stream of information. And that's what the mainstream media is. It isn't to say they can never tell you anything that's accurate. Okay? It's like the poison pill phenomenon. Okay? If you want to hand an, an animal or, or some kind of a animal that's um, perceived as a pest a piece of poison, okay? I, I don't uh, think you should do it, but I think, you know, many people have done this. They disguise the poison by wrapping it in something that the animal likes. And it's largely the thing that the animal likes because it only requires a very tiny bit of the poison to, to kill them. So it, it may have 90 per, even 90% truth, but they're wrapping the poison around the thing that the animal will take. Okay, and that's what a lot of the disinformation specialists that are out there will do. And there are disinformation people out there. It isn't like they don't exist. I think people are overly paranoid about how many people are, are disinformation, but it does exist. So we have to be discerning about what we take in, just like we're discerning as to our diet, our physical diet, as to what foods we take into our body, which our body then processes. We need to be discerning, apply the methods of the trivium, rigorously and filter information and basically take in that which is pure and leave the rest behind. That's why I tell people, don't just automatically agree with and accept every single thing that is said, even on this show or in any source of information for that matter. Like Alex said in the previous call, you have to do your own research. You have to do your own homework and find out according to the best of your capabilities, what is accurate, what is true, and what is not. But that involves taking in information from all avenues. It means to keep an open mind, to be eclectic about the sources of information that you take in. When it comes to the mainstream media, understanding how they're financially connected to these larger corporations and business interests is going to show you that almost universally in any form of mainstream media, these people are not going to be giving you the, the big picture. They're going to be steering you in a certain direction for a certain purpose. And that's why the mainstream media is so dangerous, especially in the modern world, because it's, it's not about real journalism or telling the truth anymore. It's about money. It's about their God, their universal religion, money. So let's, uh, let's take a call real quick. Here we go. Caller from the 702 area code. You're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, yeah, this is Richard, state of Washington, but I'm on the road, and so I'm a little, uh, 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 what, absent of, of information I'd like to give you. But I, I'm kind of challenging, as I, as I challenge Bob uh, uh, Tuscan's approach to the vegetarianism, uh, the books to read would probably be The Secret Life of Plants, 
but more important that and and uh, Bob got uh, Nora on the show would be primal body, primal mind. And what these are telling you, though they don't specifically uh, uh, enlarge on this, is the fact if you study the digestive tract of the human being, it is 80% designed to be a carnivore. It has exactly the digestive tract of a wolf, a dog, or whatever. It does not have the digestive tract of a sheep. All vegetarian animals have multiple stomachs, or most do, if they do any efficient digestion, and we only have one, and it's based on hydrochloric acid, which is for the breakdown of proteins. Uh, so if you actually go with the biochemistry and you keep what I call the trivium versus the trivium, I think it's a tri perspective, uh, if you keep that intact, then you have to go with what the biochemistry of the body tells you. And the only way you can do well for your body is to give it the right nutrients. And you get those by using the uh, parasympathetic digestive tract to get proteins and fats to rebuild the body in the appropriate way. Very interesting, an alternative perspective there, and I uh, respect uh, I respect your perspective. So um, I, I guess we would say that we would agree to disagree. I, I will look into vegetarianism on the show on food that's coming up. The Hulk. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. An interesting caller in the last segment. I don't dismiss everything that he is saying. However, I, uh, from Washington State, um, but uh, I am going to get deeper into the choice of vegetarianism on a future show, specifically when we talk about solutions regarding food and what we can eat and how we can change our diet. All that I will say is, yes, there are some truths to what the last caller just uh, brought up. However, I still think that it is a choice to move away from the former animal ways in which the body had been built, okay, toward something that is a higher level in consciousness that will help to evolve the body and mind, possibly to make it not require dense food such as meat for any kind of nutrient density. I think there are alternatives to this now, and I think we can even refine that to a point where we would amaze ourselves. We would actually completely surprise and even shock ourselves as to what is possible regarding food intake. But I'm going to leave that for another show. And I'm going to give my perspective and my take on where we need to go with food in those uh, upcoming shows uh, when we talk about changing diet. I want to get back to changing attention in this show and we still have a couple more callers on the line. I'm going to get to them. But I want to talk about that quantum effect, once again, that we have to keep in mind, that we are all individuated units of consciousness taking in information, processing it, making decisions based upon it, as we see in image number nine, these individual buckets 
that are then going to be outlet or poured into this pool, okay, actually create the reality that we must share, that we must collectively experience. Now imagine there are 7 billion of these buckets all connected to these two infinite reservoirs of information. What we are choosing to take into ourselves, we are then outputting into the waters of the world, so to speak, into the giant pool in which we all live and dwell, and that is determining how healthy that environment is. That's why it's so important to make sure we are on a clean information intake, a clean mental diet on information. We need to be taking in information that is promoting worldview healing and breaking down this idea of separation, moving toward unity consciousness, mo moving toward true self-respect, moving toward personal responsibility, moving toward an understanding of natural law and sovereignty and the alleviation of suffering for all beings based upon the knowledge that as one suffers, all suffer. It's not an easy task to get the mind to that place in consciousness based on where we're at now and what we're constantly being exposed to through mainstream sources of media. One of the ways we can do this is in image number 10, which shows a library shelf of quite old books. I was going to take a shot of my library. Maybe I'll add it in um, in the uh, aftermath of this show. I didn't really get a chance to take a, a good shot of it, but um, I think I'll take a, uh, a shot of my wall of books here in my home and uh, show it to people. Um, and it's not the only bookshelf in the house. It's, it's overflowing. You'll see in the picture that there's a stack of books in front of it uh, because uh, I have so many books in this house that it's become extremely unwieldy to even manage them. I have to start weaning my collection a little bit. But um, my point here is about books in general and people thinking that they only need to take in, oh, I could just take in uh, information through the internet or through the TV or through, uh, you know, uh, my MP3 player, etc. Ladies and gentlemen, books change the nature of the human brain for the better. Reading is something that we all need to do more of, including myself. I read an unbelievable amount, but I wish I was a faster reader. I've said this before on the show. I want to improve the speed at which I can read books so I can power through even more of them. I'm not happy with my reading speed. So there's always even room for improvement, but the point is developing the desire and willpower to read books at all. Most people in our society want instant gratification. And that's why books have, have such a, a, a downplayed role in our society. Hopefully that's coming back up with the advent of digital books and digital book readers. I don't have a problem with reading books digitally. It's the same printed information. As long as you're going to take it into yourself through reading it, go for it. The Kindle, the iPad, the uh, uh, Android tablets, whatever you want to use. Just read. Read books. Not just pamphlets or articles or um, essays. I'm talking about books that 
elaborate, that go into detailed breakdowns and explanations. It improves the mind. Okay, and then you got to choose the right books too. I mean, you got to choose books that do promote the idea of unity and sovereignty, etc. But you also need to read books about the problems. You also need to read books about the alternative viewpoints out there. I mean, read books about the enemy's mindset. Read books written by some of these twisted psychopathic individuals. You'll you'll get in, into their head a little bit. You'll learn about how they think about the world. That's also important. You can't just read things that you agree with. The word book, as we've said on this show before many times, in Latin was liber, L-I-B-E-R. And that is the same word as the word free in Latin, liber, where we get the word liberty from. That's how important books were to the ancient Romans, that the, the, they had no different word for free and book. They were the same word. That's how completely unable to be separated the concepts of reading and freedom were in the ancient world. So understanding even the etymology of the word liberty helps us to understand how important knowledge and information and reading are to any society that wants to be free. The next thing I'll say on this, and then we'll take calls in the last segment, is the, the internet. This is one of the most valuable, important resources that we should cherish and understand how empowering and important it is and what kind of a world of information it opens up to the minds of human beings. And we need to protect it as a resource and make sure garbage like SOPA and other bills that are trying to murder the freedom that the internet represents, the intellectual and mental freedom that it represents, uh, you know, from, from going through and, and taking that away from us. So people ha should cherish the internet as a resource, as a library, a living library of information that is constantly being added to and expanded upon. Yes, there's a lot of junk out there on the internet. Of course, there's lots of things that can distract you on the internet and get you paying attention to trivial nonsense too, and just things that are disinformation or just things that aren't true at all. But again, that's where applying the tools of information input processing and output can come in to play to determine what is true to weed out the negative to weed out the trivial to weed out the inconsistencies and the incoherence uh the um the 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 non um uh, uh togetherness okay the things that that don't fit can be separated out and weeded out Okay, the things that don't make sense, the things that aren't based upon true principles, the things that aren't based upon morals and natural law, we can identify all of that, those poisonous elements and filter them out just like we would filter water. Okay, that's what the trivium is there for. That's what any critical thinking system is there for. It's a filtration system so that poison doesn't get into our mental intake and that our water, so to speak, is as clean as possible for when we are then going to output it to other people. I have a couple of quotes to end, to wrap this up on, and then we'll take calls in the last segment. Thomas Jefferson once said that if a nation expects to be ignorant and free in a state of civilization, it expects what never was and never will be. Ignorance 
ignoring what is, and freedom do not exist simultaneously. They never have and they never will. It's a pipe dream if you expect to remain ignorant and suddenly magically be free. Doesn't work that way, folks. We'll be right back. I'll read the last quote to wrap up the presentation and then we'll get to hey your guys, calls. This is Chris Geo of Truth Frequency Radio. Welcome back, one and all. This is What on Earth is Happening. This is the final segment for this edition today, talking about the change in the quality of our attention. Cover a lot of ground here today. I read a quote by Thomas Jefferson right before the uh, last break. I want to wrap things up with a quote from someone I've already quoted earlier today. Uh, Here's a second quote from him. This is Ian Williams Goddard, artist and philosopher of the modern day. And He said that a society whose citizens refuse to see and investigate the facts, who refuse to believe that their government and their media will routinely lie to them and fabricate a reality contrary to verifiable facts, is a society that chooses and deserves the police state dictatorship it is going to get. And there are many who would feel that those words are harsh And that, you know, there is a certain amount of uh, vitriol contained in them. And while I would agree with that, I would also wholeheartedly concur with Ian Goddard on this point. Moving into a state of slavery as a whole is ultimately our choice. Because there's not enough people who want this slavery to come in, to physically control us. They are manipulating and controlling us based on the quality of the attention that we pay or do not pay to the truth about what's really going on. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a choice. We have a choice whether to pay attention to them, to these manipulators, to these mind controllers, okay, to these psychopaths who worship greed and money and power, illusory worldly power, or we have a choice whether we're going to change the quality of our attention. And as I said at the very outset of the show, this is still largely within our own control and can be affected by an act of our own will to disconnect from the poison stream and get on to the stream of purity and truth. So with that having been said, let's go to a few calls to take us out. Mike in Salt Lake City, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Thanks, Mark. I uh, really like your idea of of, uh, taking different information streams and winnowing them. On your food special that's coming up, I would like you to read a little bit. I I bought some of his books. A man named Joel Salatin. He owns a farm called Polyface Farms. Now his could you spell his name? Short um, S A L A T I N. Okay. Now what he points out is that for two hundred thousand years, 
humans have used animal products and in fact have managed the great herds, the bison and the elk and the deer and the ibex everywhere. And so um, the type O blood type, which is the ancient blood type, really needs high quality protein in order to work. The type uh, A uh, can handle some heavier grains. The type B does really well on vegetarians. And the type AB has some particular requirements. And these are evolutionary requirements that came about because various populations lived in areas where there was various food sources. So your Serbian friend is correct in that we need to evolve, but it takes a long time. And, and I, I could concur with in, that. In, I, I, would, I would also like to just interject. I'm type O positive, and I'm a vegetarian who doesn't struggle or wrestle with that at all. And I consider myself... Do you in, use lact ovolactin? Do you use eggs or any of that? I do. Milk? That's good. That's good. That's high I don't, quality I don't use protein. dairy milk. I don't use dairy milk. I, uh, I will occasionally, occasionally use it. I'll drink almond milk. Okay. I make Jeez. my own almond milk from raw you, almonds. These things, well, there's no such thing as a raw almond anymore. Did you know that the FDA has required that almonds be processed either through heat or a chemical? And they can sell them as raw, but there's no such thing as a raw almond anymore. Okay. You get off of the tree. They're essentially pasteurized with, with heat. Yeah, I, yeah well, they also pasteurize a little chemical in there, too. Right. So that's terrible. But I would say this lastly. His gist is this. Um, chickens eat pests and poop in the grass and create topsoil. Vegetables require tillage. Tillage burns topsoil. We need a mix. I mean, this, everything's it's not all vegetarian, all meat, all the time. There is a balance on this planet that we have created. And humans are not an absent minus in this equation, we have been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years. If we came to North America before Columbus and all the diseases, this, all the understory was burnt. Nut trees everywhere. The understanding of America as a pristine wilderness is, is vastly overrated. It was not like that. And we have always used animals. We have to have them. They build topsoil. We can't, we can't live without them. And if, we, and if we just gave up on chickens and cows and pigs and everything else, I'm afraid we just, then you have to create chemical fertilizers. Well, per, perhaps, and then we perhaps, have to mine all the perhaps we could uh, keep them on uh, the, the uh, growing areas, but simply not slaughter them and then consume them ourselves. I mean, that's it's, what they it's do possible. in India. It's pot, yeah, that's absolutely yeah. possible. So, Mike, uh, great points. That's their that you, religion. Great points that you've brought up. I'm going to move on to a couple other callers and try to get them in. But Thank you. thanks so much for calling in. Great. Here we go. Caller from the two five one area code. You're live on what on earth is happening? Welcome. Hey. Hello. Hey. Um, yeah, Mark. I, I love your show. I've been listening to all the podcasts during work. Great. Thanks. Uh, Really awesome information. I really like the, you know, you're the you're probably one of the only ones out there giving out this kind of occulted information. Well, I appreciate that. 
Do you have, do you yeah, have a question? I wanted to ask you about, Yes, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen the documentary uh, Ring of Power? Oh, absolutely. I think that's a, a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the four parts. And the connections, series, right? There, there's a lot of... Uh, I don't even know. I've only seen the second one. I've been looking up to find the, the first one. I didn't know there's four parts. Um, not, I'm not sure I think so, but uh, I, I have seen it. I, I definitely enjoyed it and thought there was a lot of good information in it. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of questions I had with it, but it was a really alternative perspective that I liked. Um, another interesting thing uh, I found out when you were talking about um, um, the dollar um, bills and things like that, our, our silver dollars, they were coined at um, 0.77 ounces. Interesting. Four ounces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I looked that up. <laughs> so I, I thought you'd like that information if you hadn't heard it. Could be coincidence, yeah, you know, but uh, you'd be surprised how much numerology is in things that are all around us that's there deliberately. But interesting oh, point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's just so many coincidences. It's just it's beyond coincidence <laughs> well it I want to thank you for calling in I have one more caller that I'm going to try to take before we yeah, wrap yeah, it yeah. up thanks so much alright well thanks a lot bye thank you alright last caller for the day from Philadelphia you're live on what on earth is happening welcome hey, hey Mark it's Mike hey and Mark, you know, um, I'd love to talk oh, about... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, stuff. Michael Kelly, a speaker from the Free Your Mind <laughs> Conference. Mike, welcome. Hey, thanks, Mark. You take it's a great show, by the way. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I have one question. You know, I'd love to talk about the nutrition, but that would take hours. Sure. But one of the things I found really great about in your grassroots solutions, all this stuff is really positive. The problem here, though, is one small one, and it's detached from the monetary system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the deck is stacked against us so badly. Um, how can we possibly do that when, you know, you have the tax man breathing down your neck right. for his cut, you know, and you have to use Federal Reserve notes. Right. You have to use the, the, the digital exchange. How can we possibly break loose? One of the most without having, difficult. You know, one of the most difficult, Mike. We're going to talk about it on a future show. And hey, Mike, we got to get together because we could talk about that a little bit and then maybe bring up some solutions on a show together. What do you say? That sounds like a plan. I'd love to. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Kelly from the Free Your Mind Conference. This guy really, this is one of the guys who woke me up, folks. That's how long he's been in this. He's been awake way longer than I've been awake. So listen to people like Mike. Science believes you deserve.